Today, I'm going to be going over a multitude of tactics which are going to allow you to perceive and radiate higher frequency energy. Your view of the world is a confession of character, and the world is not as it is, but as you are. What does this mean? Essentially, it's leading to the idea of lens and perception. If you know an analogy, you're wearing a certain tinted glass lens, then you see everything in that tint. And therefore, we want, well, not everyone knows what they want, but deep down, there are two options if I generalize. One route is to view things through a lifelong learning lens where you find the gold in the dirt, you turn your previous curses into your blessings, or option two is, woe is me, life is so hard, why did you do this to me, why can't I ever catch a break, yeah, 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 and you feel it. Just there's a difference when you come across people in those two categories. Immediately, whether you notice it or not consciously, your subconscious realizes. If, for example, if someone walks into a room, you may not realize exactly which option they have taken immediately, but over the next couple minutes, you can just sort of it spreads, energy is contagious. Like they don't even necessarily have to be speaking. You can kind of just feel through body language and just how they are carrying themselves. If they speak, pay attention to their tone of voice, the tone of voice, like if you hear me right now, so I'm talking serious, different tone, or I'm talking how I normally talk when I'm flowing or like, Oh my gosh, whoa, like you hear, and of course I get extreme examples, but that is so, it's clear, the lesson is clear. See, when giving examples, it's very beneficial to give the extreme so that people truly grasp the lesson. If you go into the nuance before the foundation is set, then it usually isn't as successful in our, our goal of being lifelong learners. So when you inevitably get whacked by life and something occurs in which your ego is like, eh, why'd this happen to me? See, I'm not saying that you shouldn't ever have those thoughts because it's human nature. What I'm getting at is how quickly can you notice that you're having a low quality thought, catch yourself having that thought and replace it with something healthier. So that is earned. You earn that ability of catching yourself quicker and quicker through changing your lifestyle and changing your habits. Um, it, it's important to understand that life is not meant to be perfect. It's not rainbows and fairy tales because, okay, yin yang. If the ocean, if the tide never came in, how would you realize the tide was out? So we need the opposing ends of the spectrum. And therefore, the better you get at observing where you're coming from in a certain moment. Are you in the victim state or are you in the reframing state? Because 
If you can feel the differentiation between the two, then you shorten that distance and you can choose consciously and subconsciously where you operate from a large majority of the time. So inevitably annoyances will occur, but how long do you stay annoyed? That's the question. In taking accountability for your life, your circumstance, your emotions, etc., how you make people feel, when you choose the responsible route, what I've came to realize is, like I stated, the annoyances will occur, but do you just sit there and overthink and feel bad for yourself and sit in that low frequency without catching yourself? Or do you understand that, well, life is about states of mind. There are many moods, many emotions, and there are certain physical actions and psychological actions which you can do that directly lead you into a certain state of mind. For example, if you eat food, something that I consume often is grass-finished beef. And what this does is it's not processed. It's sourced from an animal which lived a happy life, roaming the, the fields, eating the grass, not the the artificially grown corn and soy stuff. See, there's a difference between something which is organic and something which is artificially grown with chemicals like Roundup and etc. You get my point. So you consume that grass-finished beef and then you use that physiological energy derived from your healthy nutrition to take care of your body. You exercise, you go on walks, you get fresh air. Those sorts of activities, that is like the foundation to starting to get into flow and allowing yourself to catch yourself. Notice the difference between low frequency and high frequency states of mind. So on the other end of the spectrum, let's say you eat processed food, McDonald's, which has 100 ingredients in their chicken nuggets, and then you don't exercise and you do not prioritize healthy sleep, then you're not even going to realize you're in a low frequency state because certain ways of living, lifestyles, lead you to being so unobservant that you don't even have anything to catch. You just are living in one spectrum, the victim spectrum, and you don't even realize like this question, wait, maybe, just maybe could my life be better? Or is it, oh, my life is so hard. I, I'm like this forever. I'm stuck, you know, wah, wah, wah. And again, pain is not necessarily bad. What is bad is if you turn yourself into a victim when uncomfortable emotions arise. See, I remember having, having doubts and Mm, a girl that I cared about doing things which frustrated me. And instead of just moping and whining, saying, you know what? This is fuel. I'm going to train. I'm going to become a better athlete. I'm going to do the things which at least add a little bit more value to who I am. And so there's your choice. If you're in the victim mindset right now, I'm not here to make you feel bad. I, I encourage you for at least staying here and bearing through sometimes my harshness. The point is, you have a choice to make. 
Do you stay a victim or do you start to change how you act, how you perceive yourself, breaking through your certain limiting beliefs? See, there's the concept, the glass ceiling. It's glass because it can be shattered. You can become more than you are right now. It's okay for you to be exactly where you are right now. Even if you're overweight, you have terrible habits, your mind is weak, this is okay. What's not okay is to just sit there and to act as if you cannot be better, that you don't have any work to do, any improvement and growth to mm, initiate. So it's all about not being too harsh on yourself, but at the same time, realizing like there is more to life. I do not have to stay where I'm at right now. And it's, it's a choice, essentially. Every decision that you make is a vote for who you want to become. Every little decision matters. There isn't a single choice that doesn't influence where you go and who you are. When you say yes to something, you say no to another thing. So I encourage you to get your priorities straight, to understand what are my values? What do I find disgusting in my heart? What disgusts me? When I act a certain way, um, when I act a certain way, how am I left feeling? Do I want to continue to feel that way? Yes or no? See. If you can learn how to ask yourself deeply powerful questions that are yes or no, you're going to get somewhere because your heart will give you either the yes or no. Do not give yourself room for maybe. Maybe is bullshit. Either you're going to do it or you're not. There are certain language, certain words that should be eliminated. Try, could, would, should. That stuff is useless. You commit to something, put the back against the wall, use it as fuel, use your circumstance, use the card you were dealt as inspiration to not overcome, but to use it just as fuel in your path to becoming who you want to become. So how do I feel 10 minutes after an act, 30 minutes after, one hour after, etc.? That question, very simple, but paying attention, asking yourself the questions which lead you to recognize what makes you feel a certain way, that will allow you to know when to do what. For example, um, when your mind is underdeveloped and a bit more radical, it's not uncommon to fall into anxious overthinking. And how can you cure this? It's not by sitting there and continuing to think. It's by, you know, doing something as simple as getting up and going for a walk, plugging in a healthy audiobook, or paying attention to your breath on that walk. Or you do both at the same time. See, I'll continue, but multitasking is not always bad. If you're driving and listening to podcasts, brilliant. Walking, listening to audiobooks, brilliant. Wunderbar. That means wonderful. See, and then there are other terms of multitasking. Like if someone's talking to you and you're scrolling on your phone, that's terrible. So it's knowing like these nuances. Multitasking is neither good or bad. It matters, are you doing quality multitasking or low quality multitasking? And hmm, what did I want to say? 
Your feelings are informing you. So when you start to ask the questions and you begin to pay attention to what makes you feel a certain way and you know when to do what to get back to the state of mind which you would like to operate from, then the game of life actually feels like a game because you are observant enough to catch yourself. You realize, eh, okay, I'm overthinking. That's not fun. Let me go work out. Let me do some writing. Let me read a book. And then, see, life comes down to habits. But the thing is, when you're coming from a victim, a lower ego state of mind, eh, you don't see the importance in the healthy habits. It's like, why would I go for a walk? Why would I read a book? Why would I write? Why would I meditate? See, I remember when I was at that lower state and all that stuff, it was not interesting to me, just not interesting. But what changes for people? Well, first of all, not everyone who looks successful on the outside is truly happy. But then there are people who are successful exterior on the exterior perspective, cars, beautiful lady, beautiful family, you know, they, they will tell you for the most part, the people who are actually happy are going to lead you back to what I just said, that it's about your lifestyle. What habits do you do throughout the day? Because that is what makes up your life, moment to moment. It's not once I get this lady, I'll be happy. Once I get this money, once I get this body. No. How about in the process, because that stuff takes many hours to create yourself into the person who can acquire, who deserves what I just listed. So how do you become that person? How do you enjoy the process of becoming that person? It comes down to learning the importance of simple habits. Point is, results that you can't deny in the people who will be honest with you and tell you, you don't get rich quick. You don't become successful overnight. This stuff takes a lifestyle shift. Your lifestyle is made of habits. Therefore, if you want external and internal success, it's founded upon your lifestyle and your habits. When I touch on feelings, see nutrition, exercise, sleep, the foundation to having the observation ability that can notice feelings. But there's another thing to notice, and it's the difference between your mind, the voice of your mind, and the voice of your heart. See, I don't know what would be an example. Um, the mind tends to overthink. The heart tends to feel. So if you feel something deep inside your gut, it doesn't mean that what you desire, if you go with that feeling, is going to happen. What it means is that you want to execute on what you feel without being attached to your desire of the feeling. Meaning, Life throws curveballs at you. Sometimes you're going to fall in love with someone and things will feel love for a while, but that doesn't last forever all the time. So what's your option? To force the other person to try to cling on to them? No. So even though you felt something so strong in your gut, what life does 
is it throws lessons and opportunities to grow at you. It, I didn't phrase that properly. It throws lessons and opportunities that allow you to grow consistently. And so your ego's desire and want, oh, I love this person. I want to be with them forever. No, sometimes that will happen. But at the same time, if the reality is not the case, you have to learn how to find the lesson from your experience. Um, and that's not necessarily easy, especially if you're attached to a certain belief or worldview or expectation. So this is the importance in paying attention to your feelings. You can catch yourself, oh, I'm attached to this, but this is different than what I expected, than my reality. Therefore, I shouldn't stay attached. That would be foolish because then I'm creating my own misery. Rather, okay, I'm having a different reality than I expected. Well, how can I learn from this? What am I meant to grasp from this situation? In attempting to listen to your gut, your intuition, your heart, we want to understand that the mind is very useful. If you only use the mind, you're fucked. If you only use the heart, you're fucked. If you understand how to listen to your heart's feelings and how to back up your gut feelings with a strategic process, thinking in probabilistic terms, calculated risk, cost to benefit ratios, etc. You essentially have become powerful. Like Jordan Peterson says, a man who can articulate his thoughts and is physically capable, you're a powerful man or lady. And See, this is the importance of balance. There's no concept more crucial than understanding how and what balance truly is. And what is balance not? So you have a square, you cut the square down the middle, that's not balance. See, life occurs in seasons, just like nature has seasons, and there are phases. In certain spans of your life, you're going to be in a certain balance. And if you were to stay in that phase of life forever, you would become imbalanced. But if you do it for a season, so does that make sense? You're in a certain phase of your life and the season is the bigger pillar. The phase is the sub pillar. And throughout life, you are going to go through many different phases in many different seasons. That's what balance is. Understanding, okay, this is my, like, for example, my high school season, which was, you know, athletic and mm, underdeveloped, immature. But then the sub-pillars were specifically, like, girls and cars and friends and video games and etc. And you go through, I mean, that's sort of a very... Eh, that's like my example. Your example is definitely going to be different. You may draw some similarities, but the point is that we're continuously changing. Like the only constant is change. You never step into the same river twice. Every day, everything is changing. And that's what balance is. Understanding that, well, sometimes you will have a relationship that lasts a very long time. But even those ones, like with parents or with family, people pass away. This is life. So we have to understand that no matter how long-term something may seem, that there, there is an end to it. 
when I say that, I have no intent of making you like dwell on that end. No, but there's freedom and power in understanding what impermanence means because when you know there's an end, it can enhance how much you value something. And when you value something, the moments are more deep, more fulfilling, and overall higher quality moments. We practically actualize what I've been talking about. Here's a few tips. Move the body often, consume basic and natural foods, and avoid excess distraction. So moving the body often, this pairs so tightly with nutrition because it's founded upon energy. If you eat too much, it's so much harder to move the body to get up. Your mind is foggy. Your, your mind is weak. You know, couch, <laughs> Netflix. Rather, if you eat the right amount of high quality food, you're going to have the fuel of inspiration. Oh, the sun's out. Look at, I hear the birds. Why not go for a stroll and listen to an audiobook? It's going to be more like, why not? Rather than, why should I? You see, that's a very nuanced differentiation. But why not? If you have that voice, like this gentle tone of voice, and, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do that. This is what freedom is, this is your path to fulfillment, is understanding these detailed nuances that change the quality of your moment-to-moment -moment experience. And then avoiding excess distraction. So what I'm not saying is that you can't watch Netflix. No, if you're watching like a high quality show that inspires you, you, you know, you less than an hour a day, I'm not, I'm not even going to put a time frame on it, but personally, like, 20 minutes, 40 minutes a day of entertainment. Like that's distraction. But if you do all your other stuff, see, I'm not here to tell you to be a robot. Like, no, no, we're here for balance and sustainability. And if I want to watch some entertaining show, why not? It's just when you overdo it, then that's the unhealthy side of it. But if you don't do it at all, then uh -huh, again, there's phases in a certain phase maybe you won't do it at all and that's okay but then in another phase where you you're starting to see tangible results for the thousands of hours you've put in maybe it's okay to tone back your workload a little bit so this is all very nuanced and it's all what you have to figure out throughout time see i speak in general principles and universal truths because i realize yeah my content the hand that i've been dealt um, let me correct myself. My structure is different from your, wait, <laughs> I'm wrong. It's content. Okay. I apologize. My content is different than yours, but our structure is very similar. This is why I do speak in principles and general terms, which are going to allow you to craft yourself into the specific person for your specific situation, allowing you to get in touch with your heart because yeah, my path is not going to be the same as yours. Maybe it's similar. Maybe it's very different and you could still grasp the structural understandings. So eh, it's a beautiful thing when you realize many mountaintops, many routes to go, and we're not going to force anything. You know, it's not good to force. Rather, we, we become and we attract. If you could do me a small favor and ask, answer these questions, just like a paragraph plus. What are the main things draining your clarity? 
what habits do you know you will benefit from adopting? And yeah, if you answer those, I promise you, you will feel better and you will have a clearer direction for the path. And I'd love to hear your answers. So link in description, you could shoot me a DM on Twitter, your answers, or you could email me um, if you subscribe to my newsletter via any of the free eBooks or justinagliscus.com. That will give you my email when you start getting my, my automation sequence. And then I would love to hear you from there either way. And then why not mention this? I'm not going to be doing this forever. It's going to be a short span, a phase, a season of my life. But right now I have an offer for people who enjoy this content, for people who can stick with this video, because not everyone can. You have to be on a certain level to even be interested in the things that I'm speaking upon. But if that sounds like you, if you enjoy this stuff, um, my offer is essentially one-to-one -one guidance. Shoot me a DM on Twitter if you're interested in one-on-one -on -one guidance, because I would love to find some people who, you know, when we flow together, it's not any serious work. It's just accelerating your development. And I get a deep fulfillment from allowing you to do that. So shoot me a DM on Twitter if that sounds like you. And lastly, just help me out with the algorithm. I'd appreciate this favor. Just drop a like. If you want, share it with a friend. Tell them what you enjoyed, why you specifically stayed to the end, and what they'll get from it. Appreciate you deeply. Truly.